Hello, you're listening to Gays Gays, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. My name's Erin, and I'll trip over my cat and stumble in a three stooges kind of way. And my name is Erin, and I once ran over a snake with a lawnmower. It kind of split in two, but it lived. We taped it back together, and it sort of grew and lived. (laughs) Oh my god. What a wild story. Yeah. That that was told to us in this week's episode topic, Go Fish! I know! 1994. Oh my god. Wow. What a fucking movie. So glad we watched this. Oh my god. I don't even remember how I found this. Honestly, I think I just kind of like stumbled across it one day and tossed it on the list. And then when we were looking through everything that we have on our list, trying to pick something to do, this one just kind of stood out. Yeah. So we actually kind of ended up doing a black and white, modern black and white film double feature Mm -hmm. for the next two episodes as well, which is is interesting how, how it all worked out that way. It is. Just picking how we what we were interested in. Yeah, black and white indie films with no budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was I, so good. Time is a flat circle. That was the only thing I was thinking about when I was watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Made in 1994. So much of the points and critiques about, like, lesbian discourse are still 100% relevant today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into it. Yeah. I would like to give some content warnings up front for plot points about unsupportive and abusive families, homophobia, repressing your sexuality, um, cheating on a partner, and also gatekeeping and exclusion from the lesbian community. I think that there's no other way to describe it, but I think you and I are going to have to get into bisexual lesbian discourse (laughs) as a part (laughs) of this episode. Um, So that's upcoming. Time is a flat circle. Seriously. Oh, my goodness. 20 years. More like two minutes. That's Aaron, how much it's been, it's, time's passed? It's been 30 years. Oh, gee. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you're right. Oh, <laughs> I'm all. No, I'm kidding. So sorry. Shit. I, that's right. I don't yeah. know. The 90s. That was 20 years ago, right? No, that was 30 years ago now. <laughs> I can't say yeah, that. Yeah, 29 years. Wild. Yep. Man. Yeah, I know. Why don't we jump right into it? Yeah, let's go. I'll give the summary, and then we'll talk about all of the ways that we're still having the same conversations that we've always (laughs) been having. For Um, better and for worse. (laughs) For better and for worse, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Go Fish is primarily about a young lesbian named Max, And she's a college student who is actually rooming with her professor, Kia, who is also a lesbian. Just from my perspective, it seems like she's like a feminist studies major based on the lectures that we see her in periodically. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's studying and living with her professor. Kind of a unique arrangement. One day, Max and Kia are chatting in a coffee shop about how Max hasn't had sex in 10 months, and she is looking to get laid. When they're leaving the coffee shop, they run into an old friend of Kia's who's named Eli, and Max offers a handshake and introduces herself, and Kia and Eli make plans to hang out, and then they all part ways. Later on, Max shows up at Eli's apartment for the hangout plans, and she delivers the news that Kia actually bailed. 
she meets Eli's roommate, Daria, who is a short mask lesbian who is on her way out of the apartment with her own hot date. Max tells Eli that she thinks that they should just go see the movie they plan to see anyway without Kia because Kia's probably having sex with her girlfriend Evie back at the apartment and so she can't go back. <laughs> so might as well go out anyway, you know? When they get back to Eli's apartment that night, Max sticks around to talk about the movie. They have tea, they sit on the couch. Max tells this horrible story about how she killed her pet guinea pig, and that's when Eli tells the story about how she ran over the snake with a lawnmower, <laughs> but she taped it back together and it lived. And it's it's at that exact moment that they kiss for the first time. <laughs> but then the phone rings and it goes to voicemail. It is Eli's partner who lives in Seattle. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, indeed. Yeah. So Kia, her girlfriend Evie, plus Daria and her rotating cast of girlfriends, they meet up regularly to lay on the floor and gossip. This is a recurrent bit in the movie. So they do this while Eli and Max are at the movie. And Kia says that she thinks that Eli should break up with her partner and get together with Max. But it just seems that lesbians always stay together forever and don't know when to break up, even when it's long distance and the love is fizzled out. After Max gets home that night, she talks to Kia about Eli. Kia then admits that she intentionally set them up for a date because she thought that they would get along well. And then Max responds by pointing out all the things that she isn't into about Eli. Like, Eli dresses out of style. Eli liked the movie, but Max didn't like the movie that they watched. Eli has too much tea at her apartment. And of course, she has a girlfriend. How could you, Kia? But Kia says she didn't really think that Eli was still with her girlfriend. That is presumably a lie. I know that she she knew that they were still together, but she was just like, fuck it. She, she still thinks that they're going to be a good match no matter what. Yeah, I think her thought was that even though they were technically together, the relationship was dead because yeah. they hadn't seen each other in like two years. Yes. Yep, exactly. Which is also kind of funny because when the girlfriend calls Eli, it's like this very loving message of like, hey, baby, I have some news. Like, I hope to hear from you soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like obvious no. that her girlfriend's still into her, but Eli has is the one who's lost the interest. Yeah. Yeah. So while they're chatting, Kia brings up that she thinks that Eli is afraid of getting too emotionally intimate with people. And Max responds by saying, I hate this. Why is it always like this? She just wants a <laughs> girlfriend, plain and simple. She doesn't want any drama to come with that, though she does admit that she did like Eli and she tells Kia that they kissed. Nice. So Kia, Daria, and the crew meet up again to lay on the ground and gossip, and this time they talk about how both Eli and Max are completely depressed. Kia says that Max has this ideal girlfriend in her head, and that's what's stopping her from pursuing Eli, even though she likes her, because she doesn't want to have to deal with, quote-unquote, the drama. Daria, Eli's roommate, convinces Eli to cut her hair short. Daria brings over a butch haircut specialist <laughs> to their apartment, <laughs> and they do the haircut there. And later on, Max runs into Eli in a comic book shop, and she barely recognizes her. She compliments her new haircut. She makes a joke about how Eli's girlfriend will be very surprised the next time they see one another. And then they flirt a bit, and they go their separate ways. Now we get to a very interesting scene in the movie that takes us in a different direction. 
Um, we see Daria, Eli's roommate, who is again a short mask lesbian, having sex with a man. And then when Daria's walking home, she's kidnapped by two lesbians on the street. She is brought in front of a council of lesbians. Daria says that having sex with a man doesn't make her any less of a lesbian, but the council tell her that it degrades the image of other lesbians, that it gives people the wrong impression, and that wanting to be with a man is the opposite of what it means to be a lesbian. Other lesbians that are in the council say that they wouldn't want to have sex with a woman who has had sex with a man. Daria then sarcastically asks what the time frame is for when she can be considered a lesbian again. (laughs) They say maybe Daria should consider calling herself bisexual, to which she says no, she's a lesbian who has just had sex with a man who is her friend for fun. Why not? They respond in disbelief, saying, quote, no one would care who you had sex with so long as you call yourself what you really are, unquote. We'll come back to this. We then cut to another scene where Max reads a poem about what it would be like to repress her sexuality and marry a man and have children. In it, she talks about hating that people view her sexuality and identity as a lesbian as just a phase, and that when she came out, it didn't really feel like she was coming out because no one took her seriously and everyone said she would change her mind eventually. When she reads the poem, the cast of of lesbians in the film wear wedding gowns while people come up to kiss them on the cheek. Then Kia's girlfriend Evie gets a scene. She goes home and her mother and presumably her ex-fiance, Junior, is that the vibe that you got? Yeah, either ex-fiance or brother. That yes, that was my interpretation, but I think that based on the fact that we just had the wedding scene, I think it is her ex-fiance. He's there at the apartment with her mother. They confront her and turns out Junior has been following Evie and spotted her going into a gay bar. And her mom says that she has to stop being gay so long as she lives in her house. So Evie immediately leaves. She then goes to Kia in Max's apartment, but Kia isn't home. Max says that they should kill Junior. (laughs) (laughs) And Evie's like, stop. I don't need that reaction from me right now. Like, I need you to just be supportive and just be quiet and let me process this. And Max is like, no, but we got to kill him. Um, (laughs) Both valid. But then Max goes on to say that, yes, she understands, but that Evie can move in with her and Kia. Um, yeah, and that they can be a new family together moving forward. Yeah. Ugh. So back to the point here, Eli and Max's love, right? This is <laughs> this is the thread. So Daria bothers Eli while she's doing laundry one night, and she asks when Eli's going to get a girlfriend. Eli says she already has one. Dot dot dot. But. She brings up Max and that she feels some connection with her. And Daria says that she's going to host a dinner party and set them up. And it's going to be a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Eli cooks while Daria has sex with with a new girl that she's met. And Eli does all the prep for the dinner party. Daria's like, I'll make you a dinner party. And then she's like, oh, but can you do some of the cooking? I got to do something. And then she has sex. Well, you know. It was so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, everyone loved the dinner party. They had a great time. And everybody sits around and plays Never Have I Ever afterwards. And Max and Eli, they really hit it off. And they end up talking all night. And when they're washing dishes and cleaning up, Max and Eli, they share a kiss. 
And in the background, we see Daria and Kia have like their big high five moment. Like our plan worked. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so after this, Max and Eli spend some time getting to know one another. They talk on the phone. They tell each other their whole life stories. And Eli also says that she has left a voicemail to her girlfriend to ask to break up. On another call, Eli asks Max out on a date. So in preparation, Max sets up twinkle lights, puts up some pictures, she burns some candles, and she waits for Eli to come over. She's actually in the shower when Eli arrives, and they sit down and they are talking about, you know, what to wear when they go out on the date. But Max gets distracted by Eli's long fingernails and is like, you gotta cut those. (laughs) And at first she just gives Eli a nail clipper, but then Max actually ends up clipping her nails for her which leads into the two of them just immediately having sex on the couch and they never actually make it out of the apartment for their date. The next morning when Max is asleep, uh, Eli covers her up, she gets dressed and she leaves. And as she's walking home, she smiles and she skips and there's upbeat music playing and strangers stop around the street and congratulate her for having sex. (laughs) (laughs) And she meets Daria at home and she tells Daria that she was with Max last night. And Daria then presents a gift, which is a giant cardstock Valentine heart that says Eli plus Max. (laughs) (laughs) And they gossip about the sex. And meanwhile, Max gossips with uh, Kia and Evie about the sex too. Daria asks Eli why she didn't stay to hang out with Max the rest of the day and Eli says she's playing hard to get. Then the credits roll and we see a montage of Eli and Max out on a date at the riverside holding hands while they're out shopping and getting coffee. They kiss and then it transitions into a montage of Daria having sex with several different women. (laughs) (laughs) And then the movie ends. Uh, (laughs) it's been a while since i saw a movie that i immediately was like that was five stars oh this i absolutely loved this i did you add it to your letterbox (laughs) i did and i did give it five stars i wrote absolutely love this i felt like i was right there with them this movie made me have the biggest smile it's so sweet yeah yeah it is and max and eli's love is very charming. They're two people who you wouldn't necessarily think would have a lot in common. It, as Max describes herself in the beginning where she's like, I like we have completely different fashion styles. We have different takes on like the media that we watch. We like different foods. Yeah, well, literally the first time that Max sees Eli in the coffee shop, she starts joking to Kia being like, that girl, she's ugly. Uh, uh, she's ugly and Kia's like that's my friend like don't be an asshole (laughs) yep she's like oh sorry (laughs) yeah and that's that's the other thing too is that Max is like a young college student probably like 1920 and it's clear that Eli is supposed to be older as well probably like in her mid to late 20s yeah yeah but yeah I I love this too this was like surprisingly really good I just I and I only say that because I didn't have any expectation going in I I barely knew what this was and I think my first moment of being like time is a flat circle was um when Eli and Max go to see the movie yes and the movie is by a a queer person about queer people and Eli's saying like oh I really liked that movie and Max is like 
why would you like that movie? It's bad representation. It's just yes. showing that we're all sad. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I took down Eli's quote in response to after Max says that because it, it really stuck with me. Eli just says, quote, we expect queer filmmakers to take the responsibility to represent the entire community. I think yes. that's really a lot to ask. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like that's... We've talked about that a little. Yeah, you can, <laughs> on the podcast. And Max, so in response to that, Max says it's well, it's not a lot to ask to expect gay people to not make media that's negative about being gay. And Eli just responds by saying that basically that a lot of gay people hate themselves for being gay, and we can't ask the director to represent every person's perspective. He can only represent what he personally sees in the community, and so if he sees. Or he experiences himself self-hatred, or he's seeing self-hatred in other people, then of course that's what he's going to represent when he makes his work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. The conversation hasn't changed. The conversation hasn't changed. We still have this conversation about every single thing that comes up. This made me think too about something that you said on an episode, which is that like, it's hard, not only is it hard to be the first of something, but like, it's not that we need a different type of representation. It's just that we need more representation. Yeah. <laughs> we need more of everything. We need to see more of individual people's perspectives. We don't need to see more of a specific type of something necessarily. There might be stuff that we personally as viewers want to see more of that we will seek out. And if there's an area where media is missing in a certain genre that people really want to see then of course we need more of that specifically too we just need more of everything that's lesbian yeah i'm like gesturing with my arms right now which obviously you can't see but like imagine me doing like wide sweeping arm (laughs) i can i can see it in my mind's eye yeah (laughs) we need good representation we need bad representation we just need more representation yeah yeah we need more that is like critical too i i like i get it like there's some types of media where it's like no this really is just like bad representation i hate to bring her up yet again fucking dumbledore (laughs) i can't stop thinking about dumbledore when i think about bad representation he's the first person that comes to my mind it's like that's the one type of representation we didn't need the one that i that came to my mind was uh niall from fire emblem oh my god niles from fire emblem (laughs) but again we do need him actually (laughs) we do need him but uh, also the two that we just listed were i mean i i guess i can't be totally sure about this with fire emblem but we're by straight people making gay representation and so like that is like if if a queer person wants to represent their experience and it's in a way that isn't necessarily palatable to you or the general society like I don't know. They're they're allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and actually this brings up a really a really great point. I would love to use that for a minute for us to transition into the production of Go Fish because oh, yeah. this that whole debate became central to Guinevere <gasps> Turner's like life later on. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So Go Fish was directed by Guinevere Turner and Rose, I believe it's Troche, Troche. They were dating at the time that they made this movie. And Guinevere Turner also played Max in addition to writing and directing. 
Mm-hmm. So the two of them read this article by B. Ruby Rich called New Queer Cinema, and they were so inspired by it that they reached out to contact Christine Vachon, who is a lesbian film producer who has produced many iconic queer films like Hedwig and the Angry Itch, Velvet Goldmine, and Boys Don't Cry, and there are more as well. Um, so they reached out and they were like, hey, you know, we have this movie idea we would like to make happen. And they had no experience. They were just interested in trying it. And she actually decided to produce the film for them. And it took three years to make Go Fish happen. They had a budget of $15,000 total. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of the actors in the movie are real lesbians that they knew personally. So they were their friends. They were people that they met around town. And there were also, I believe, a couple that were solicited from a lesbian film casting call. Mm-hmm. So Guinevere Turner, she played Max. She went on to have a very successful career in Hollywood. She actually co-wrote the movie American Psycho with Mary Heron. Whoa! Um, I would love to do a separate episode on American Psycho after this big deep dive. Yeah, that would be really interesting, too, because uh, I watched that movie just, you know, as you do. But then I also watched it for a a film theory class that I had in college. So Wow. I'd love to revisit that. (laughs) I wonder if I can find my essay. (laughs) (laughs) But essentially, American Psycho was a film about misogyny experienced by feminists and lesbians. But at the time that it came out, it was heavily protested by the feminist movement at the time for, quote unquote, promoting misogynistic norms. Despite the fact that it was literally written by two self-identified feminists, one of them being a lesbian. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they face a lot of critique for making bad representation. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. So that's where things circle back. Right. So, yeah, I just thought that that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I should note as well that Mary Heron, who co-wrote American Psycho with Guinevere Turner, um, she went on to write and direct a movie called The Moth Diaries. Have I ever talked to you about that? No, I don't think so. Um, it's like a fave of mine and Hoops. Uh, we watched it when we were really drunk one night and we were just like looking for a lesbian movie to watch. <laughs> this was like years ago, like 10 years ago. Um, Whoa. And we loved it. The Moth Diaries is like so good. It's like lesbians at like Catholic boarding school. One of them is convinced that the other is a vampire And it's just, like, very atmospheric drama with, like, weird supernatural events happening. It's very good. I can't believe I forgot about it. Um, Yeah. Wait, oh my god, I'm looking at the poster for it. It's, they're literally (laughs) ripping off Twilight. Yes. Very similar font. Yes. The same, like, kind of color grading. Yes. That's hilarious. Yeah, but it's like lesbians <laughs> at like Catholic boarding school. So would Holy recommend. Shit. Why haven't we watched this? <laughs> we should. Podcast? We should watch it. We should bring Hoops back for yeah, it because I'm sure Hoops. Hoops would like to re- oh to revisit God, it too. Hoops. If um, you love hoops, email us at Aaron at Gaze Gaze. <laughs> Just say I love hoops, all caps. The I the subject of the email and the body of the email, nothing else. And then we'll know to add the moth diaries to the schedule yeah (laughs) um but yeah so that's what mary heron did after american psycho that is lesbian relevant she to my knowledge does not identify as a lesbian herself i believe she is married to a man guinevere turner however who directed co-fish and was max and yeah she went on to act in many different movies including the watermelon woman 
She acted in American Psycho as well as co-writing it. She was in Itty Bitty Titty Committee, which is another iconic lesbian movie. (laughs) She was also in a movie called Who's Afraid of Vagina Wolf, which I'm very (laughs) curious about. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, And additionally, she went on to write for multiple seasons of The L Word as well after oh look at that yep wow yeah so again very prolific career starred in a lot of lesbian centric film after this yep nice the rest of the folks in the movie very hard to find any information about them because again they're just friends of of guinevere and rose right i know i would have more luck like just going out onto the streets of New York and like yelling their names than I think looking them up online. I know you can't find like anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is pretty obvious that nobody in this movie's like a professional actor. Yeah. Uh, And that's totally fine. I think it adds to the charm so much. I was going to say the exact same thing verbatim. Yeah. Yeah, It it absolutely (laughs) adds to the charm. It makes it, that's what gives it that feeling, like I said, that makes it feel like you're right there with them. It's like, this is one of the rare movies that I've watched where I'm like, to a degree, this like represents my experience in like the lesbian community, you know? And it's wild again, because it's 30 years old. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's really fun to see this like aspect of I don't know, lesbian culture or just like this portrayal of lesbian culture from like before I was a mature person. I look at the like queer scene now and it's like, oh, you know, when I was in the the dating pool, like a lot of people would talk about like polyamory and stuff like that which i was like oh you know that's not something that i'm like necessarily interested in uh but i was like oh and it's like you know just like not knowing a lot about it i was like oh it's also like pretty new but like whether or not eli wants to be monogamous with her girlfriend is also something that like comes up in this movie and i was like oh there it is (laughs) yeah i mean and it's like of course this is a conversation that's been going on forever like and not something that sprung up like overnight but it's just like it was interesting to like just kind of get faced with that I yeah suppose. i think that eli and daria as roommates are such good foils for one another too as yeah. eli being like the rep- emotionally and sexually repressed lesbian in a committed long distance re- relationship where there's like not much interest left but she just can't shake it you know yeah versus daria being like the sex obsessed Ladies lady. You know? Yeah, ladies lady. <laughs> um, yeah, whenever Daria goes over to like lay on the floor and gossip with Kia, she always brings a new girl with her. <laughs> yeah, and then the one week that she doesn't, they Evie brings her a mannequin head and is like, this is your girlfriend for the day. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where Max is gossiping with Kia immediately after the first kiss with Eli, where she's like, I'm not really into her, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow the topic of Daria comes up and Max is just like, ugh, Daria, she like sleeps with everyone. And Kia just responds by being like, hey, quote, what would you rather our collective lesbian image be? Hot, passionate, say yes to sex dykes? Or touchy-feely sisters of the woodlands? <laughs> Which is so true, oh right? My God. Like, there's valid representation in both. However, <laughs> one I'm gets Kia, One right? gets play more than the other. Yeah, exactly. I can list, yeah, I, like, I can list a million movies with a very femme, kind of chaste, earthy, 
I know what your sign is type, but I can only list a couple of movies with like a like a dyke that's getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay, you want to talk about the lesbian council and Daria's scene having sex with a man? Yeah. This is this is going to be a hard one, I know. It is. It is. How do we get into this? The thing about Daria and the lesbian council scene is that this is a conversation that has always been had. And it always has to come down to, like, people have different interpretations of what the word lesbian means. And that doesn't mean that it's invalid when people use it in different ways. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. We could talk for years about how much harm gatekeeping does in the queer community where we try to delegate who is and isn't queer who is and isn't allowed to be in different queer spaces the same mentality is what has is what has historically kept particularly a lot of trans women out of lesbian spaces but right now i think a lot there has been a lot more debate on people who identify as quote-unquote bisexual lesbians which they might do for a wide variety of reasons might be because they feel some sexual attraction to men, but they would never actually be in a long-term relationship with one. It might just be because the term lesbian aligns with what their experience is most like. The word lesbian has been used a lot of different ways historically, too. Like, people always view it in different ways. I feel like when you're choosing if you want to self-identify as a lesbian, as Daria has done in this moment, it's a personal choice that you have to base on your personal experience and your personal interpretation of what it means to you. I think there are a lot of people who self-identify as a lesbian just with the base understanding that it means you like women and no one else, and that's just all that it is and that's all it has to be and that's fine the issue is when you try to apply that same logic to other people yeah i think just like as a baseline it's it's good to just not police anybody else's identity yeah that's <laughs> I, yeah you know, thank you you can't speak to somebody else's experience and right I don't know, a sexuality or a label, it does, like, mark you together, but, like, that that doesn't mean you're necessarily having the same experience. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, or at least identical experiences, you know? Yeah, it, like, labels are so that you can find community with people who are similar to you, but that doesn't mean that, for example, everybody who's a Democrat has the same idea oh of what God. it means to be a Democrat, right? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, everyone yeah. who's a lesbian doesn't necessarily have the same idea of what it means to be a lesbian. Personally, I'm not a bisexual lesbian, so I, I'm not speaking from that perspective, but I am a non-binary lesbian, and that's also another identity that has historically been policed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Though, to be a non-binary lesbian, lesbians have always identified their own gender politics within their within their identity and within their relationships with other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we've had butch and femme identities as both related to your sexual orientation, but also, to a degree, related to your gender. Like, there are people whose gender is to be butch. That's fine, yeah. right? Yeah. And to be non- a non-binary lesbian is also just a normal part of the lesbian experience you know definitely man i think it was really interesting too that the scene's just so good because even within the lesbian council quote unquote they're not agreeing with each other they're not (laughs) they all have different ideas and like some of them too like when the one woman is like well i would never have sex with a woman who's had sex with a man another woman's like well i would consider it but (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, yeah. dot, dot, dot. you just got to be true to yourself because how else are we going to understand you? That's the big piece, right? It's like you're expecting other people to meet what you need in mm-hmm. their identity. But that's not what identity is about. It's about finding yeah. out what each individual person needs. And uh, Daria, too, to defend herself, uh, she points out that if she was a gay man having sex with a woman, people wouldn't criticize her for it. They would just be like, oh, he he must have been bored and he just like wanted to get a little. It doesn't mean anything about his identity and that as a a woman and a lesbian, her identity is under so much more scrutiny because people consider it like a quote unquote phase. Yes. Yeah. And then that brings us into the next scene with the wedding dress <laughs> and having your yeah. identity being viewed as a phase, right? So I guess why don't we transition into talking about that too? Because that's such a poignant scene. That was, oh my God, I like... It was emotional. I I really wish I had watched this when I was a teenager because I would literally like one of my main nightmares and this is like obviously very silly and outlandish, but I I had this like weird fear that I would wake up one day as an adult with a husband and multiple children and mm-hmm. like not remember how I'd gotten there and like had to and I'd be stuck there and I'd have to like live out this life and and make do with like repressing my sexuality. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I was like, oh fuck, I, I felt so seen. <laughs> and that whole the the whole poem too, she's just like, you know, it would be an idyllic scenic life where, you know, we're playing and running through the forest with the children. And then at the end of the day, I still have this longing inside me that I can't let yeah. out. You know? Yeah, like the I would get so much respect as like a woman, as a mother, as a grandmother. I would have other women around me to support me, but I still would. It wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't be enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I everybody wearing the wedding dress too, like all the different characters in the movie, and it that was just really beautiful in itself as well. Yeah, and then also. I mean, from there to the seamless transition into the debacle with Evie and Junior, where, you know, the idea is that she tried to force herself to go through with that repression, right? And when it didn't work out, you know, he was so willing to just destroy her life, basically. Yeah, Um, yeah. And she had to deal with the consequences of that, but it's still for the best. And she still found new family and came out on top, right? Yeah. 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 God, it's all still so fucking true um, today. Nothing's changed. Um, That's not true. A lot of things have changed for the better. Things have changed. Things have not changed. (laughs) But a lot of the thing, a lot of the ideas that are promoted here haven't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I things have changed at least a little. It is good to like I don't know, think about how people can get married. I know. At I this mean, time. They couldn't get married. <laughs> they could they couldn't get married until 2015 in most I states. know exactly, yeah. And I and I don't want to contribute to any of the fear-mongering that's also going on right now, but like yeah. in Iowa, Bill was recently introduced to like ban gay marriage again. Like, the shit is still under scrutiny today, obviously. Even if we have those rights, it's like that fear is still there that they could be taken away at any moment. I know. Especially with the 
uh, Supreme Court as it is right now. Yep. Exactly. Not to be super American focused on our fucking podcast. On our yeah. <laughs> um, but I know we have we are a majority uh, U.S. listeners, but you know. Yeah, even those hard-earned, hard-fought-for rights could still go away at any second, and I know that that is the case in other countries, too, but yeah, we're yeah. limited by our American perspective. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have ever imagine yourself, like, having a husband as a child? No. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been my number one sign, yeah. right, that I was gay, even though I didn't, like, figure it out till I was, like, 16 or 17. Right. Um, but yeah, that should have been the number one sign where, like... And that's the thing, too, is that, like, you know, as a child and as, like, growing up as a little girl, you are often hanging out with other little girls who will talk about, like, what their dream wedding and everything would look like. And mm-hmm. from my perspective, I could think about every detail other than who it would be that I would be marrying. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also it doesn't I mean, make Yeah, that like, does make sense. I'm Same experience. Yeah. We have the same identity, therefore we're identical. Also, we have the same name. <laughs> so actually, we are the same. So we are the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and I do have very similar experiences in a lot of way. It's true. That's why we're such good friends. And that's yeah. why we're both Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I guess, should we talk a little bit about Eli and her former partner? Yeah, I would love to talk about that. It's a, a trope in the lesbian community right is it okay to call it a trope a stereotype a I trend think, yeah, a trend um, a stereotype <laughs> i a trope even <laughs> where lesbians in relationships tend to commit hard and fast and stay together forever right that's yes. that's an idea and a lot of times um what that can look like too is sticking together through toxicity or through lost love yeah you know And that's very obvious what's going on with the two of them, especially it it also is a trope of the long distance girlfriend as well. And I think that that also comes from the fact that it can be very hard to find lesbian community, especially think about being in the 90s without like major Internet access or anything like finding lesbians around you just would be very difficult. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a good point, too, because like that happens in all types of couples where you know, they might not have the same feelings for each other, but you've been together for a long time and you just be, are like, okay, let's yep. stay together. But for lesbians, especially like at a time before the internet was like widely popularized, that, you know, you could only find so many people. And once you found somebody, you really wanted to hold on to them. And I think it, and that made it really hard to, to like, uh, to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah and, exactly. And also along with that too. It, lesbian communities can get so insular like if you've ever seen any episode of the l word you know exactly (laughs) what i'm about to bring up which is the chart where it's like here we have every lesbian's name who lives in the city and we can draw lines between all of them to connect somebody (laughs) who lives five states away you know because everybody is everyone has had sex with shane at least once right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so such a shane (laughs) 
she is kind of a, she's kind of a Shane, but she's like nicer than Shane. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was joking. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the idea where lesbian communities can get so as as you've described it in previous episodes, like to be quote unquote incestuous, yeah. where it's like everybody has hooked up with one another. It's hard to avoid people that you've had past relationships with. People yeah. are getting back together with their exes, and that's yeah. just because the communities can be so small in some regions though that's less of a problem today yes but again the smaller the community gets the more you run into those issues and again where it's like if i broke up with this person that i've been seeing for like a year how frequently am i going to run into them at events how frequently am i going to see them at like places i casually am at like at the bar or at the at this restaurant i like to go to you know it's like constant (laughs) you can't avoid them how many more times are they going to be pushed to me by Tinder or OkCupid or another dating site? Because there's just not that many people around. Exactly. So it's just <laughs> like, why not try to make it work is the mentality because there, we're not yeah. going to be avoiding one another anyway. You exactly. know? Yeah. Though obviously for them, for Eli and her partner, they're long distance. We don't get to see a lot about their relationship aside from that one phone call and just the fact that everybody else either kind of assumed that they weren't together anymore just because they hadn't seen the girlfriend in a while or thought that they were still together but realizes that the like spark isn't really there anymore yeah yeah exactly and i think that can be easier to see like from the outside but also again you can't butt yourself into other people's relationships (laughs) I know, like Kia does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's the other thing is that what we haven't talked about is uh, the lesbian gossip circles. Yeah. Critical part of lesbian identity, from my perspective, is being obsessed with gossip. I don't think that you have to, but I also love gossip. I know that you love gossip, so... I do love gossip. (laughs) Okay, I hate that. I'm going to quote this. But But, um, there's a scene in 30 Rock... And it's this is actually specifically about a gay man, but I think it applies to all queer people where it's like, oh, no, they you talked about gossip. That's queer person uh, Gatorade. It replenishes their electrolytes. It's so true. Wait, (laughs) I've never seen 30 Rock, but that actually is true. Don't watch 30 Rock, but that is so true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And the two of and Kia also doing her little conspiring like she is the ultimate wing woman. Right. She's like, I'm just here to help my girl succeed. And (laughs) both of my girls. Literally a saint. Yeah, she actually is. I don't think that these two things have a, like a clean connection, but did have you read Dykes to Watch Out For? No, I've read like parts of it, but I have not finished the whole thing or anything. Dykes to Watch Out For has a, a, a very similar vibe to this movie. Yeah. I think that if you liked this movie, you would like Dykes to Watch Out For and vice versa. If you like Dykes to Watch Out For, you would like this movie. Dykes to Watch Out For ran from 83 to 2008. So it did start before this movie was created. So it's possible that this movie might have been at least a little inspired by it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just very similar friend group dynamics, similar commentary and ideology about lesbian identity at the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We got to do some Alison Bechtel stuff. I would love to, actually. Um, I have not read Fun Home, by the way. I tried to read Fun Home 
but it is really dense. I like literally have it, but it's it's a lot of words per panel and just like, so it's just like one of those books that's like difficult for me to read physically. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Woo. <laughs> yeah. And Dykes Watch Out For It is, is the same, but at least that is like, you know, it was yeah, serialized. Yeah, it's just strips. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, you can read one and then the other. And then um, keep going. Yep. Yeah. But no, I I do want to read Fun Home because that's, I mean, her life seems really so interesting. I also really want to see the musical, but it's, I think it's uh, not being performed anymore. But yeah, that it's very similar. Like, and Mo, the main character, has some similarities with Max as well of being like kind of a navel gazer, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um, and being very focused on like the movement and doing like what's right for the community, which is a good thing. And I think that Max comes from that like same perspective. So that's also another thing that kind of reminded me. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read Dykes Watch Out For, but Kia also kind of has a counterpart character as well, who is like Moe's confidant, who even like looks similarly, like has the same like hairstyle, is like always helping Moe out and being like the more stable one with a committed partner who like is able to give feedback and advice as Moe's like trying to find people to date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as I've said, not related, just kind of similar. I, and I feel like if you like one, you'd probably like the other. Yeah. I think any, everybody should watch this this movie. It's It was really good. I think so, too. Yeah, I loved this. I would give it a full 100% recommendation. It's a little bit slow, so maybe watch it on a day when you're not looking for something that's, like, super fast-paced, like, high-action movie. But yeah. other than that, it's great. Yeah, and I watched it for free on Pluto, so i think i watched it on 2b oh yeah so it's out there you go enjoy some media good for them making such a great movie on no zero money yeah like there's so much that goes into filmmaking and it's i love it when you just like a group of people get together and make something and it's incredible and and it's just like oh my god you did that oh yeah good for them i also think it's so funny that there's like this very there's the cover which i'm assuming is the original like movie poster which is very very 90s yeah. and has it's uh it has like this warp effect on a photo and then there's this like pink light pink version where it's i guess it's max like laying naked and then um eli is like naked behind her but it's eli before she got her hair cut, and so it looks like two femme people, and then it's like, go fish. <laughs> and it's like Neither the- of the covers <laughs> captures the vibe of the movie at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh, oh, wait. I Okay, one more thing that we haven't talked about is that, um, that I would love to bring up is just that when Eli gets her hair cut, there's this whole thing where everybody is like, Max, you can't say that she looks butch because Eli doesn't believe in the butch femme dynamic. She <laughs> believes in like something different and being outside of the gender binary altogether, oh, which I also thought yeah. was so funny, right? Where it's like, that's mm-hmm. another debate that is constantly being had. Like, if this movie was made in modern day, I feel like every character would be non-binary. That's my yeah, bias. Really. Yeah, but that was, I feel like they all the would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just back when it was made, it was just like, none of us are butch. We're not femme. Don't say yeah. that. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> which oh my God, it, it's not bad to be butch or no. femme, but that also just was in the 90s. That was a time when people were starting to move away from those relationship labels. Yeah. I think also just to, I imagine that the, since society's like view of lesbians were so limited and kind of like limited to the scope of femme and butch, like I'm sure a lot of people wanted to like be like, no, there's like a wider range outside of what you're seeing like i like me <laughs> yeah i don't fit into your narrow ideas of lesbianism <laughs> i right. don't have a butch haircut i just have a short haircut she, she does have a butch haircut <laughs> she does and it looks so good it looks really good it's so it good. really suits her <laughs> it really does it's incredible it's a big transformation yeah she looks like a completely different person in like the best way afterwards yeah Oh yeah. my god. Not that she looked bad before because she looked great before too, but Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Even though she had so much tea in her house. <laughs> that's another wait, that's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Her tea selection was the most lesbian tea selection, and I know this because she had all the exact same teas that I own. <laughs> uh she she had the Lipton Honey Lemon. She had the Sleepy Time. She had the Jasmine Tea that was clearly purchased at the Asian grocery store that they still have in the same container. They still have, yeah. She had the Constant Common. She had the Menstrual Tea. Like, Mm. she had it all. Um, (laughs) She had it all. I, yeah, I still have that same fucking Jasmine Tea and the Sleepy Time and the Constant Common. It all still looks exactly the same. The boxes haven't changed tea is eternal they're classic it's true and tea is a part of the lesbian community i agree <laughs> lesbians love Leonard tea. agrees too yeah how is he doing he's, he's a meowing he wants to come in oh my god <laughs> he's not allowed not right now but we're about to finish up i think yeah let's let's wrap up uh this was great full recommendation mm. if you haven't yeah. seen it go watch it right now it's free um five yeah. stars five stars yeah Show it to your maybe lesbian peers. They're like, maybe I'm I'm having gender, I'm having sexuality. I don't know what's happening. It would Show be a, this movie. It would be a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> your 25 year old friend who is having a gender and lesbian crisis. This yeah. would be great for for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We didn't even talk about this these lesbian sex scenes. These were good lesbian sex. I scenes. I know they were good. Anyway, that's all we have time anyway, for. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if you like this episode and this podcast, go follow us on Twitter at Gaze Gaze. Tweet with us. Tell your friends about us. Blah blah blah. You can also email us at Aaron at GazeGaze Let us know if you want us to do the Moth Diaries with Hoops, um, or send us other recommendations or thoughts that you have. If you watch this movie we would love to know what you thought about it yeah or tar nobody's emailed us about tar yet have one thought about tar and send it to tar please we beg you no we're good we don't we're moving on we're done with Aaron cuts that part out I Uh, will I'm being silenced (laughs) the censorship in the lesbian community these days oh my god please don't police me wanting to hear about tar <laughs> many thanks to kate and leslie of neon and nude for letting us use their songs look in love and you pretty thing for our intro and our outro you should go buy their album at neon and it's so good you'd really like it mm-hmm. our next episode is going to be on codependent space codependent <laughs> lesbian space alien seeks same from 2012 yeah Another black and white indie film. (laughs) Yeah.
yeah about the lesbian community <laughs> yeah that we that we've seen already and that we loved so yeah it was so good i can't to wait to talk it. about it yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh but until then i'm erin and i'm erin and we and are gay. gay thank and you and that is all Bye. goodbye hey.